All right. Welcome to Rat Salad Review. What's up? Hey! Oh, no. Good. Well, we have some uh, some news for this week. Actually, this is old news. But there's some new yeah. news. Yeah. A lot of people dying lately. Yeah, there is. I'm sure I forgot to add that. That's okay. Oh, you did. Well, Darth Vader has it. If you go to our Facebook page, yeah. uh, I don't know how often he's going to be doing it because sometimes he forgets. But uh, Darth Vader's picks. And uh, what did he pick this week, Greg? Album pick of the week. This week he picked Terror Squad by Artillery. In honor right. of uh, Morton, a guitar player who just died. Yeah, he was 57. Kind of young. From, a, uh, from an aneurysm or. I can't remember what I just read it uh, yeah I don't know yeah because Ginger sure. Baker died too and so did somebody else and I got all the articles but yeah anyway yeah yeah so he died which is good band good guitar player they are good band do you listen to the new stuff yeah you like the new stuff as much as the old stuff or you like the old stuff better um it holds up compared to some of it, but they'll, they'll never top by a pair. That's their pinnacle. Yeah. Hey, didn't we go up see them? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. Um, uh, God, whatever album they had out in 2010, I don't remember what it was called now. Is that with Turbin uh, and... Uh, and uh... Fucking yeah. on Onslaught, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on How was yeah. that night? Yeah. Must have been a I good show. I had some uh, nasal heat uh, congestion that evening. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think you watched Artillery, though, because they Yeah, I watched Artillery, but I had that. to fucking go sit in the truck after that. Yeah. I like the album uh, When Death Comes. That's a pretty good album. That's actually the first album I heard of theirs came out in 2009 that's when I just got their new singer one of one of many new singers that they've had that, that over the years might have been the tour I don't really remember now um, mm. I remember some of the songs they played but uh, I was pretty tore up so <laughs> tour for uh, what um, about five bits of LSD oh. must know <laughs> I can <laughs> <wonder>. I'm so <laughs> good looking. You are. Uh, it was when death comes that we. That's what oh, okay. we saw. Yeah, when death. That's, comes. A, that's a good album. That's that singer is no longer. That singer's uh, no longer in the band. All their releases are pretty much quality. I mean, Terror Squad's my personal favorite. But do you think they continue on now, even though the uh, original guy's gone? I think they could, but um, it's never going to sound the same. Yeah. Other sad news uh, you mentioned before. Ginger Baker from Cream has died at 80 years old. <laughs> that was one crazy motherfucker. I love reading interviews with that guy. <laughs> yeah. And the stories about him. Yeah. Hell of a drummer, too. Yeah. Shame. But, you know, 80 years old, you know, that's, that's a long time, so. I'll be honest with you. I thought he was older than that. Yeah, you would think so, because Cream, you know, it's an old-ass band, so. Uh, then once again, your buddy, good old Vinny Vincent, back in the news. Oh yes. Is uh, what, what did you call it earlier? I said Vinny Vincent cancels Merry Metal Christmas <laughs> instead sure. of Vinny Vincent announces because <laughs> everybody should know at this point it's not going to happen. I don't don't buy tickets to it if he offers them pre-sale because you're probably not going to get your money back. I mean, I hate to say it to everybody and kill their dreams, you know, but I mean, at this point, I just don't think he's trustworthy enough for uh, him to pull something like this off. The last time we had a Vinnie Vincent story on and I was going through what things cost, you know, for his, his thing that he was doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking now and he just loves the price tag of $500. 
because the tickets for Vinnie Vincent's Merry Metal Christmas are priced at $500 and can be purchased via PayPal. That sounds a little. He wants it uh, friends, friends and family only. He doesn't want I was going to say, does he ask that? In the... I wouldn't put him past him to to do that. You get one of his autographed tampons with that, or uh, let me see here. And yes, you can. Uh, it will be used, and uh, for extra charge, he will um, yeah, he'll autograph it for you. And yeah, cool. Might yeah. be worth it. You can frame it too if you want. You know, fucking weird guy, man. Did yeah. he ever? Did he ever um, go through with the last thing that he was doing? This, the, no, uh, no, he didn't. He canceled that. So why does he keep thinking that people are going to go to these things if he's going to just cancel all the time? He's a fucking uh, lunatic. Yeah, he really is. I can't believe he keeps finding promoters that'll back him. Look, look at this picture too. I don't know if you can see it picture that they used like it's a drawing it looks like a woman somebody learned how to use photoshop um well i mean that's how we looked back in the 80s they all looked like chicks on the first couple invasion records especially that first one i guess unbelievable i was fucking shocked when i found out dana strum was a guy for the first time to be honest. <laughs> yeah, i mean dana that pretty bleach blonde hair of his yeah, the name the Dana. He, yeah, the yeah. name Dana. The way he was leaning up all chummy chummy with everybody totally looked like a chick. Yeah. yeah. With the chick name. Yeah, when I first uh I was into Slaughter and he was in, obviously in Slaughter. And I saw a Dana and I'm like, who the hell's Dana? What's a woman doing in a metal band? You know, I was wow. young. I was Damn, young. I, I, <laughs> I know, but I was young. I, I wasn't really into metal. I was just getting into metal, so I didn't really you know, equate any women being in metal. You know, the only one I knew was like Lita Ford. And of course, there was others, but I was young. What do I know? Ask Melissa about her uh, Mark Slaughter story sometime. All right. Okay. Have her on the show one day. I will. All right. Do you have a Uncle Saxon story? Uh, sure. Why not? All right. Let's go. And go. Um, the year was twenty ten. And this is this story's kind of a tragedy, uh, urban tragedy. Um, I flew out to Los Angeles to hang out with some friends of mine from the Heart of Metal board. Oh wow! Uh, um, Chris Stender was one of them. I I'm won't sorry. name the other people. Uh, Stendy's awesome. He's the I best. Know. I tried to get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good. One of my favorite yeah. humans. Um. So we go out there, and the guy I was hanging out with the first night, we went to the Hard Rock Cafe, and we saw Lorraine Lewis's new band, which I don't remember what it was called at the time. And she was great. She's actually singing for Vixen now. We're uh, Melissa's actually lighting Vixen and Great White the uh, uh, day after we get back from Antigua next week. Oh, wow. So that'll be fun. Um, and then Kicks came on, and Kicks just rocked the house, man. They were so great. Did they kick, uh, kick ass? Yeah, kicks, kicked ass. Right. And Janie Lane came out <clears throat> and uh, for the encore and sang with him. And apparently that was like one of his last uh, appearances ever because he, uh, he kicked rocks after that, not long yeah. after that. Yeah. So we went out and uh, went to the Viper Room, saw another really cool band that I can't remember what the name of it was. Um, then we hooked up with Standy and another guy. Uh, went to uh, Up From the Ashes, which was a Christian metal festival mm -hmm. in yeah. Temecula. And uh, met some of the guys from the board, you know, got to meet uh, Alt, Scott Waters, and uh, a bunch of other crazy creatures. And that was fabulous. Um, but the music wasn't doing much for me. So we took off, and uh, I hadn't been drinking um, for quite a while before that. And I decided to go get lit. <laughs> and... We come back to the Christian Metal Festival, and they kick me out. I was being <laughs> obnoxious. What are you going to do? So we go out, and uh, everything's kind of a blur after that. But apparently I was car surfing on the hood of my rental rented uh, Hyundai. And uh, the uh, entity who shall not be named um, 
tapped the brakes as I was looking back going, hey, look at me, look at me. And I went ass over tea kettle, landed on the back of my head, and blacked out. Apparently, they took me back to the hotel, and I stayed in the shower for like five hours and just made it a bloody massacre. The whole bathroom was just blood red, fucking blood everywhere. Jesus. And then I had to get on a plane back to Minneapolis at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I get on the plane, I guess. I had to switch planes in Phoenix. And this is all a fucking total haze to me. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the last back, things you wanted to do, too. Go on a plane cool. after, yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of the story. I get right. back, and uh, one, of my, one of my workers made me go to a neurologist. And I told him this story. He goes, probably a good thing that you... Uh, you stayed in the shower for five hours because you got brain hemorrhages and a two-inch two crack in your skull. And the hot water probably dissipated the blood clots in your brain. Otherwise, your head could have literally exploded at that altitude. Yes. Wow! So, <laughs> Holy shit. God. And uh, that was almost ten years ago, and I still feel the effects to this day. I uh, There was two years there that I have very little memory of. Apparently, I went to prison and shit. That's what it is. And uh, that's your happy-go-lucky Uncle Saxon story of the day. Well, that's, at least you're still here. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't be on the show. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the yeah. most important thing. It is the, mo- <laughs> it is the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, and for the record, I haven't had a drop in three weeks. So. Oh, very good. Congratulations. Cool. Yep. Congratulations. Um the moral of that story is what? Don't don't go uh, car surfing. Uh choose your friends better than I did. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're glad to have you uh, still with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Oh, there's a cat <laughs> cat in the background. All right, so uh <laughs> we have uh Patrick Scott part 2. Hope you watched uh, part 1. It was very interesting. We, uh, I think we left off talking about uh, one of his favorite bands, Mustache and uh, King Diamond and stuff like that. Very, uh, very cool interview. And he gets sworn to uh, Dave Mustaine here and some more Metallica stuff. So make sure you take a, uh, a watch or listen to the rest very of the episode. Yeah. Very interesting. Very cool guy. Oh, yeah. You still talking to him, Greg? Yep. Yeah. He and I uh, still talk and uh, trade stuff back and forth. School right. dude. Yeah, very cool. Thanks for uh, inviting him on the show, Sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to see him. I got an ophthalmologist appointment to get a bionic eye on Halloween day. So I'll see him that day. All right, cool. Uh, oh, and uh, also, tomorrow, well, not tomorrow. This show is going to be airing after that. So uh, last week, we were on the uh, another show on the Hameen Media Group. We are not sponsors of the Hameen Media Group anymore, but we still talk to them once in a while. And we are on uh, Andrew Bellow's uh, Next Level podcast. So if you look that up on the uh, Hami Media Group uh, podcast, podbean.com, you will hear me and Greg. Uncle Saxon, unfortunately, could not have made it to the show. That was more important than talking to Andrew Bellow? Yeah, hello. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he's got a- I like the guy, but come on. He missed you. He really wanted to talk to you. Well, yeah. No, I invited him. I invited him to come on for an ABA. So we'll see what happens. I'd be disappointed if Saxon made it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that a rip? Uh, no. Means I support your decision on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got two thumbs. Yeah. Well, go watch that episode, and we will see you next week. Adios. Goodbye. Later. I don't want to take up all the questions, guys. I don't want to be uh, hocking up everything. <laughs> you still, uh, you still play guitar, Patrick? I do. I play uh, mainly like more blues-oriented stuff. I'm, I, I went for for a few years, and I was just totally obsessed with learning everything I could about the blues. You know, Chicago blues, and you know, Muddy Waters, and you know, Magic Sam, Otis Rush, anything I could could absorb. And so I uh, do that, but I still have all my, I have a Marshall stack in my bedroom from back in the day. I was in a band called DEFCON that Lloyd Grant also was in. 
Oh, wow. And so, uh, and that was in like 85 or 86. And there's a demo you can listen to on, uh, on YouTube, the DEF CON demo. Oh, DEF CON, so, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, and uh, that didn't work out either. Just typical band politics. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, I know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it D-E-F-K-O-N? C-O-N. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I actually joined the band after they recorded the demo, so I don't play on it. But but I, I moved out. I I moved to Kansas City, and then I moved back to join them for uh, about six months. And uh, Lloyd and I are still friends, but it was we just uh, didn't see a lot eye to eye a lot musically. So right, yeah. I still talk to Lloyd too. Yeah. So when you uh, were talking with Dave and everything, were you in, uh, with him when he started Megadeth? Uh, you know, he, he came over to my house. My, my uh, parents weren't home. My, my brother competed in, in weightlifting, so they were at a weightlifting meeting. And Dave uh, and Junior and Dave Ellison came to my parents' house and, uh, and did an interview for a magazine at my parents' house. And then after that, we uh, we went to the beach, to Huntington Beach. And uh, I remember we were crossing Pacific Coast Highway. We were, you know, going to step into the crosswalk. And this van didn't stop. They had a, you know, we had a walk signal to walk across. And this van cut us off. And Dave punched the side of this van and put a huge dent in the van. And the van stopped. And he was, like, ready. Like, they saw this guy, and then they just took off. Because he looked like he was ready to kill somebody, but that was kind of a, a Dave story yeah. from back in the day. And uh, yeah, so then we went over and sat on the beach, and uh, I remember him telling me about like skull beneath the skin and looking down the cross, and he's telling me the concept of the band, but I hadn't heard him yet. Yeah. Uh, but I knew it was going to be amazing because you know I'm I'm convinced that he's a genius. Right. He's a, a musical. I really am convinced that, he, and I think I would think that even if I. You know, wasn't biased because I, I, I think he's been so prolific and, and you know, just all the amazing riffs and all the lyrics and all the albums. Uh, but uh, so I knew it was going to be special. Yeah. But uh, but I hadn't heard it yet. But he's just telling me about the lyrics and what, you know, that it was going to be real riff oriented and real progressive. And yeah. but I, so I was trying to picture it, but it was pretty hard to picture you know, verbally. But yeah. Well, he also had all the anger from getting kicked out of Metallica as well, so I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he always kind of had that anger that there was kind of a snottiness, a punk kind of snottiness that he had that uh, that metal guys didn't have back then, you know, right. in, yeah. at least in L.A. Right. But but he did. You know, he was uh, just totally fearless, and you, know, you could tell he was more experienced than the other guys at that time, mm -hmm. you know, playing. Right. He was fearless on stage, and uh, you know he's a, he was a great lead guitar player and, and a great riff rider, of course. Everybody knows that. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Greg Handovitz, a, a local local buddy here. Uh, you friends with him? Who's that? Uh, Greg Handovitz. Uh, no. Kublicon, Kublicon, the original Megadeth guitarist. Uh, what's his name? Greg. Greg. Greg Handovitz. You're kind of cutting out. Greg Handovit? I don't know that name. Really? Greg yeah, He was the original guitarist in, in Megadeth. And his, oh, you know, I've read about him. I didn't know him. Oh, okay. He's yeah. he's a oh. Minneapolis guy. He's uh, mm. he's he, he did Kublicon, who's uh, oh. recently reformed, done some shows. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know anything about Great him. Great band. Yeah, yeah wow. he's uh he's he's on the first uh, Megadeth demo, the one with the uh, original "Killing Is My Business" artwork. Oh, yeah. On, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, before I guess before Chris came in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but you know, I um, somebody I know here. Is that who it was? No, that I'm sorry, I'm confused. One of the later Megadeth guitar players, I can't remember his name. Uh, Somebody went to a guy I knew who actually just died. I went to high school with him. But then Dave Ellison's a Minnesota guy too, you know. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right from Jackson. Yeah. I tell you, Dave has had a lot of uh, great guitar players alongside him over the years, but I still think him and Chris Poland were the best man. <laughs> yeah, I love Chris. <laughs> Them Poland. first couple records. 
Yeah. Yeah, and no, Marty stuff, I yeah, I think that's some of the best lead playing on any metal record uh, that the stuff Marty did too, but mm. but I love what was that? Chris Poland's band? I, I probably have the C D over there. Uh, oh um uh, I can I see it right here. I can't I Yeah, can't I love that it. record too, but uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. I think it started with an O, though. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. I yeah, I Ohm, have a CD right over here. But homework, I maybe? What oh, was it? Uh, homework. Hold on one second. Hello? My girlfriend took my phone. I was going to look it up. But it's a, yeah, it's a great record, though. Uh, Home uh, <clears throat> free. Ohm Free? That's that not right? Ohm Free? No. I know that band, Ohm, that, he, that kind of uh, progressive band he did. Uh, oh God, I can't remember it. I remember the cover has uh, cigarettes on it, like a painting of cigarettes stuck in the ground. Uh, yeah. It'll come to me here in a second. Uh, a great band, anyway. But, people watch I the like, show. Uh, I like when he guested on uh, The System Has Failed, too. That was a yeah. pretty good Megadeth record, actually. That was a great I record, think. yeah. I yeah. love that record, yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was glad he uh, won a Grammy for it, too, yeah. Yeah, they deserved it. That yeah. was, a, that was a, um, really a comeback, because Megadeth had been kind of inactive for a couple of years at that right. point. That's yeah. right, yeah. Right. I think, didn't uh, Junior and... and um... Uh, Dave Poland, um, Chris do something. Poland. Chris Poland. What? How to say Dave? Uh, didn't they do something this weekend or something to, with each other? Played a show or something? Uh, I saw something about. I uh, saw something. Hi, uh, how informative. Uh, Junior yeah, doing I, something with. I didn't know uh, we were going to be talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude! Uh, I Chris saw Poland. Dave Allison going to be doing something with KK Downing coming up. Oh really? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. About, about time somebody does, guy. I know. Shut um, that guy up. <laughs> I, I think KK's doing something with Les Binks and uh, another former Judas Priest member too. I know it's KK and Les at least. Uh, yeah, Les Binks is one of my heroes too. Ah, great drummer. Yeah, I saw them in '79 uh, with Les Binks uh, at nice. the, in Santa Monica. Yeah. And they were, they were my heroes then, too. Them and Motorhead were my heroes at that point. Um, I'm looking up that band here. <laughs> uh, it's going to drive me crazy, yeah. I've got to edit uh, all this out. <laughs> what's that? I said, I'm going to have to edit all this out now. <laughs> okay. Oh, this part? Yeah, I don't need to look it up. That's all right. That's okay. That's fine. I know a couple of years ago, um, a sad story, but um, Dave Mustaine's uh, mother-in-law, I think, passed away yeah. or something. Yeah, what she, happened with all that? She got, uh, she had Alzheimer's, yeah. and she wandered off, and right. they were looking for her for several days. And he was keeping me posted on it, but uh, they ended up finding her dead in the forest. And uh, oh, yeah. but she just got lost, and you know they think she had hypothermia. Oh, it was really? in San Diego, but you know it gets, yeah, it gets cold there at night too. You know, yeah. so uh, and yeah. one of the songs on uh, the new album is about is about her. I can't remember which one it is now. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that was yeah, that was a tough time. Yeah. yeah. And I remember also too. I think actually around the same time there was like a, a big uh, fire out by his on his uh, ranch or something. Wasn't that around the same time, or maybe like a year before or something? I don't remember when that was. Yeah, I remember. I remember something about his uh, ranch being close to like one of the big fires out there, and yeah, you know, he was concerned about that. Uh, obviously, I guess nothing happened because nothing ever came of that. What are you laughing at, Greg? Just now, uh, we're talking about Dave Mustaine and you know stories, and the only one I can think of is this ridiculous one from the Peace Cells tour that I was always curious if it was true or not. <laughs> and. What is it? <laughs> well, they, 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 were, the they, were, they were talking to him about how wild him and Chris were, you know, shooting the dope and all that. And, uh, you know, he had mentioned that Chris puked all over his stash, and he said, the hell with it, and cooked it and shot it up anyway. <laughs> I just, 
I have no idea. But... <laughs> Hard to imagine. Yeah, I never. I've never seen him do anything like that. Any drugs or anything? I've never seen him do it. So, uh, um, never done it around me. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny? I only ever got the chance to meet him once, and you, you probably know he likes this place bad because you've been friends with him for years. But um, in Ocean City, New Jersey, I guess he's a real fan of Mac and Manco's Pizza. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they usually stop there for a slice, and um, <clears throat> I ran into him. I just happened to be in there at the same time. I was like, I think that's fucking Dave Mustaine, and just went over and said hey to him and just hey man how's it going shook his hand real cool real nice guy oh good yeah, yeah. i'm glad to hear that yeah. yeah the only time i ever met him was at the uh, book signing for for his book yeah yeah yeah. Oh. yeah how was he he was nice i didn't really say much to him i wore a merciful fate shirt because i knew he's a merciful fate fan right yeah 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 and I think he said, nice shirt or something, and that was about it. Oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> a long line, you know. What am I going to sit there and chat with him, you know? Yeah, right, right. I met Dave, but I'll save that as the Uncle Saxon. <laughs> yes. Let's tell it now. Well, play my music. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Go. So the year was 1985, 6. When did... Uh, Killings My Business come up. 85? 85. Yeah. So it was 1985, and I'm at First Avenue um, watching some shitty band waiting for Megadeth to, to play the debut album, their first time to Minneapolis. Hmm. And I go outside, and across the street was a bar called Red's Roost. I don't know if you remember Red's Roost right across from First Ave. I, I've never heard of it. I probably oh, did, okay. I didn't live here then, so I didn't, I, I wouldn't know it, yeah. There was a uh, flyer on the on the door at uh, First Avenue advertising the fucking shit biscuits were coming to town. So I took that off, thinking that was all cool. I was going to keep that. And I walked into Red's Roost, and here's Mega Dave, basically face down on the bar. I said, Dave, Dave. And he looks up, clearly shit-faced. I showed him the flyer. I said, you going to go see the fucking shit biscuits? Now we'll be in Denver on Monday. He puts his head back down in the park. <laughs> so I go back into first half thinking that this show isn't going to happen. There's no way. Dave walks out on stage, grasps the mic, says, oh, Minneapolis, and just starts shredding and does not miss a fucking note. Wildest, craziest thing I've ever seen. It was amazing. That is amazing. And, uh, yeah, that, that place was hopping, boy. 85, Killings uh, by Business. He had the place awesome. on fire. It was great. Uh, Oh, that's uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. There's my mega day story. That's a good story. All right, cool, dude. I um, <clears throat> we we talked about this once before with uh, another guy we've had on Troy, uh, who saw the P Cells tour. But um, I used to have a fan shot video of it, dude. Them fucking early Megadeth crowds were insane. They, yep, I they mean, were, the, yeah. the, the ripping the club apart <laughs> ah. during the show. <laughs> do you still have those uh, videos or? Yeah, I do oh. actually. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's God. I can't remember the name of the venue we shot in, but it's somewhere in Detroit mm. and it's from the night that the P sells album actually had just come out that day. Wow. Probably heart pose, huh? Was it Harpo's? It, it might have been, yeah. Hmm. Where's Harpo's again? Detroit. Detroit. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. No, that would have been killer. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if they were ripping this, the, the place down, that's probably like a normal day in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but if you can Sorry. do it to Good Morning Black Friday, I mean, that's just all the fucking better or Rattlehead. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So when um, you were, you know, uh, kind of behind the scenes with Metallica, did they ever? Did you know like beforehand before they were going to get rid of Dave? Did they I, have, no like, I had no idea. No idea. No um, idea. As far as like, uh, yeah, I, I had that totally surprised me. I thought he was a member forever, and yeah, there was always a. Uh, you know, uh, you know, egos flaring and fights. You know, they get in fights and everything. But uh, 
The only thing I like personnel, uh, Lars, you know, when Lars was, uh, they were trying to get a, a different singer. Right. Not, not instead of James, but James wanted to be Rudolf Schenker. He wanted to just be a rhythm guitar player. Yeah, yeah. That's what Lars told me. He wanted to be just like Rudolf Schenker. And, and, uh, so they were talking to John Bush from Armored Sane and, and Jess Cox from, um, from Tigers of Pantang. And he would ask really? me about it. Jess yeah. Cox, yeah. Huh? yeah. He was in the running. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, I, uh, I told him, you no, know, James looks so good on stage up there because, you know, he played the White Flying V and, you know, to me that was like accept and merciful fate with the White Flying V and, right. and they, and uh, Rudolph Shanker. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, he's going to get better. Singing's going to get better. Just, I would keep him there. And, and, uh, I mean, I don't think he did it because I told him to, but, uh, but it just looked right to me with Dave up there, you know, and oh, yeah. they, they just looked good. They looked, it looked, looked like how it was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Ron, you know, Ron McGovney was in the band then. He was a real good guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real nice guy. So you're the day when uh, Cliff came in too, I would imagine, right? Interesting story that it, this isn't told very often, but um, so there was a guy named Tony Van Litt who uh, was, he, he got in touch with me through K.J. Doughton, who was, you know, running Metallica's fan club, or going to be running their fan club. Uh, he wasn't doing it yet, but... Uh, so this Tony Van Litt guy called me. He was a, a British guy, and he, he said, hey, I have this band from San Francisco called Trauma, and they're going to come down to, uh, to Santa Ana. Is that anywhere near you? And I said, yeah, it's like, you know, half an hour away. And he said, and, you know, we, we want, we'd like for you to come and uh, check out Trauma. Because uh, I know you've, you've, you've been helping Metallica with promotion and, you know, we, we, we want, to, want some help. And I was not a promoter. It was totally just a demo trader. That's all I did. So I actually called uh, Lars and I said, hey, I'm going to be at this video shoot in Santa Ana, seeing this band called Trauma. And, you know, you want to come down and hang out. And so he and James came down, they came out to Santa Ana and Cliff was in Trauma. Yeah, yep. And that that's when they yep. saw him. And then uh, uh, a couple nights later, he played a show um, in Hollywood. And then they went to see him again. And that's when they started talking to him. But the night at that video shoot, and you can see the video shoot on uh, YouTube, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they they already knew they wanted him. They thought he was just, just looked great and was a great player. Yeah. And uh, the, the uh, band were a good band, but... You know, uh, more kind of middle of the road metal mm-hmm. stuff. They're good, yeah. they're professional. Yeah, and uh, they. I love that uh, that song on Metal Masker. Such a shame. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but you're right. The actual album. It... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been a little bit in touch with one of the guitar players, uh, maybe six months ago on Facebook, because there was a lot of photographs taken that day that I've never seen. And I, and I know I'm in some of them, like with Cliff, and I'd love to see him, but that Tony Van, the Tony Van Litt guy, uh, like, like radically ripped off uh, Trauma and uh, really? stole money from him, and he's disappeared. He, you know, he may not even be alive anymore, I don't know, because that was, you know, a long time ago. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's not really how Cliff got in Metallica. Yeah. On that, that visit, they came down to Hollywood or down to L.A. to do a show and shoot this... Uh, three-song video where they uh, was kind of theatrical. You know, they kind of sacrificed a virgin, and it was, you know, <laughs> a little corny. I mean, kind of pretty corny. But, uh, but uh, the, the, and I think they're, the Tony Van Litt was kind of pushing them to do this stuff. Yeah. They didn't really want to do, but, uh, uh, I, but I did not intend for them to see Cliff. I didn't know anything about the band. Right. But that's when they first saw Cliff, though. Wow. And I actually right. still have the business card. From that club, that, that's how like uh, what a pack rat I am, and and then the the, the scratch the piece of paper that I wrote it for some reason in pink highlighter, and I wrote Tony Van Lid and his phone number. It's probably the first pen I grabbed, and and all a bunch of stupid doodles I did. But I even still have that piece of paper. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna need your uh, address. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to, you know, yeah. stop by, you know. Yeah, I'll show, I'll show you guys. I, I have everything here, so some of it's in oh, stories, but uh, 
I have all the letters and things and, you know, photos that I took. And I have those on my phone, too, but uh, most of it's on my phone. Uh, I have James's uh, YMCA jacket he left at my house. Wow. It says James Hepfield on it, but I still have that. <laughs> wow. Uh, he, uh, have that right here. He, uh, it was right before they moved to San Francisco, and he, uh, he, they, he left it at my house. Now, can you guys see this? Yeah. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. It says James on it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And, uh, let's see, uh, and he told me to throw it away. He said, oh, I don't want that thing anymore. Uh, just throw it away. And I kept it thinking I was going to give it to him again. And there it says, uh, you see that? Yep. And, yep. Uh, yeah. That's he knows I have it, though. I've told him I have it. And, um, uh, he says, "Keep it, don't sell it. You know, just keep it for yourself." So, I kept kept it. Yeah. Sounds I like you got a lot of cool stuff over there, man. <laughs> and it's just—it's—I'm not a collector. It's just stuff that I, you know, just kept. Yeah. I, I don't spend a lot of money on things. I, I still have like all the stuff I've always had. You know, like uh, oh, like the Satan single and stuff is pretty collectible now. But yeah, yeah, I just yeah. got it in trades. Like I would send them. Uh, you know, uh, you know, local LA band records and demos, and then they'd send me local Danish stuff or or British stuff. And turns out it's Merciful Fate and stuff that's uh, collectible. So yeah, it wasn't then though. It wasn't well, valuable then. Yeah. Bet you've got some killer Diamond Head stuff. Uh, you know, I have uh, like the Lightning to the Nations album and uh, some of the singles and things. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, and that's about it, though. But yeah, they're they're you know one my heroes too. But yeah. I had some old Merciful Fate posters and things, uh, like tour posters that I got in trades, things wow. like that, things like that. But, you might yeah. have to send me some of those pictures. That would be good for our show. Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah if you get a chance, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. You gonna say something, John? Nope. Oh. Okay. I've just been intrigued for the last hour. Yeah, yeah. See, we we found something to talk about. <laughs> I feel like an egomaniac. Like I'm just talking about myself all this time. No, it's cool because you know I I, I wasn't uh, even into Metallica back you know back when you were involved with them. So it's cool to hear all these stories and stuff. So you know, yeah. I'm a big Metallica fan. Are you still uh, like a a pretty decent Metallica fan today? Uh, you know, I don't even consider myself a fan because it's like your friend's band. You know, yeah, yeah, they yeah, still yeah. seem that way. And I, I was just down in Dallas. Uh, uh, last weekend, and we, my cousins took us on a tour. I'm not into football, though, but they took me on a tour of the Cowboys Stadium, and I started thinking, like, God, enough people like Metallica to fill this place up, and it still kind yeah. of blows my mind. Right, yeah. That, that they're that they're as big as they are, and I mean, one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm glad they're the the two bands that I'm that I I don't know a lot of people, but. You know, these two bands are relevant, which I'm really glad. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, and they're still around, and which is really cool. Yeah, and it's cool to know. You know, you were involved like in the beginnings so of basically yeah. both of them. So. Yeah. It's it's you know not too many people can say that. So. Yeah, and it was totally just luck of the draw. I mean, I just called a phone number and a one ad paper. <laughs> it wasn't anything I did or anything. It was just you know the guy liked motorheads. So I'm like, what? So. Yeah. So yeah. I had to call and talk to him. You know. So, all thanks to Patrick Scott, we have Metallica and Megadeth. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, people have asked me if they would have made it, if they would have not moved to San Francisco, and I know they would have. But they weren't well received so. in L.A. at all, but they were big around the rest of the world from the demo tapes. Yeah. So so they would have made it either way. But... Yeah. yeah, they had it. They did, you yeah. know. They were right, right place at the right time, so... Yeah, and, and Lars's uh, awareness of the of the worldwide metal scene that yeah. that no other bands have. There were so many LA bands, and they were trying to sound like Judas Priest or or uh, you know the, or the or the more the glam bands, yeah. but nobody was trying to sound like Diamond Head. Nobody was trying yeah. to sound like Motorhead. Nobody knew right. who Motorhead was. Exactly. And uh, yeah. but but nobody was trying to sound like Sweet Savage or Jaguar or Savage. And those are the bands Lars wanted to sound like. Yeah. Right. And, uh, he he didn't. Uh, I didn't get the idea that that he thought they were going to be the biggest band in the world. But I thought he thought 
he was going to be in a band that was like Jaguar or like Diamond Head, you know. And yeah. that, that was his aspirations, I think. But, yeah. Oh, changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, really I, I really appreciate you coming on and telling the stories. It's really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Really, really fun, and I, you really got to show us the collection you got in there one day. Oh yeah, anytime. Yeah, right. you take us around. I'll be. You come on another time, and you uh, okay. show us. Uh, show us around the. Uh, <laughs> okay. Storage room there. I will. Yeah. I All right. Well, don't so go please. anywhere yet. Yeah. Okay. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna close the show. Everybody. Anybody else got anything else to say? Not if a... not, then oh, thanks, thanks for having me on, you guys. No That's problem. Fine, totally. Yeah, we really enjoyed That's having you on. Thanks. Fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. Check out our website, com, and uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Subscribe to YouTube. And uh, you got anything you want to plug, Pat? Um, I don't. I can't think of anything. No. Nothing. No, All I don't right. think so. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Mustache is one of my bands. Sog. Do you know the band Sog? SAHG, no. they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, check that. SAHG, they're uh, from Norway. No. Uh, kind of a Sabbath with, uh, like, I think of them as like a heaven and hell Sabbath, but with Aussie kind of vocals. All right. But it's a really great band, yeah. Check that uh, out. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. name kind of gives that kind of vibe away, too. It does, yeah. Totally yeah, does, yeah. yeah. Anything you want to plug, Sagan? Uh, Saxon? Nope. Lightning Lady, you don't want to plug it? I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll plug. I'll plug the, well, the I, I mean, I mean the lighting lady. Uh, yeah. It's not the lady itself, herself. Yeah, well, we've got the most stellar female lighting designer in the United States on our team, and her name is Melissa Leonetti, and um, she's for hire. She'll be doing the Tech Nine show coming October fifth. Wow! Whoever Tech Nine. I've heard of them. Awesome. Too. Oh, don't you cool. know any new bands at all? Me? No, John. Well, I know any new bands. Yeah. Uh, no. Everything I really Pat, don't. Pat's well, like so many things now. You don't know nothing. I <laughs> I know one new band that I because <clears throat> we were talking about that King Diamond show earlier. Um, you know, even if I could have gotten a ticket, I would probably still go to see who I'm going to see now anyway, which is a newer death metal band called a uh, gate creeper. No, and I, um, you should check them out. They, uh, they have a new album coming up. Um, I think it's coming out in November. I want to say hmm. gate creeper. Yep. But yeah, huh. they'll be in, they'll be in St. Paul, but it's the same night as the King diamond. Show. Oh, okay. Where are they from? Arizona. Okay. Awesome. I'll check them out. And uh, Greg Stock Doppelganger's in that band, too. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were on a magazine the other day, and I sent them a picture. The guy looked almost exactly like Greg. Well, oh. I, I already knew that because I've got the Sweltering Madness single and their other record on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check them out. That sounds cool. Check them out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. See you guys next week. Adios. See Bye. you guys. Bye. All right. That was Patrick Scott. 38 special Leonard Skinner bassist Larry Junstrom dies at 70. Oh, yeah. are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ian Hunter has tinnitus, unfortunately. Really yeah, we did that. We did that last week, but you weren't here. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Super so, maybe, maybe if you watch the show that you're supposed to be on, you don't. Yeah. And get a proper computer or, or a phone and, you know, do the show. I'm glad now you got a, a, a tablet. Oh, did you get a tablet? Well, he didn't get it. I used Tracy's. Oh. What's the password? Zero, zero, zero. <laughs> oh, no. Now everybody's going to know it. Because <laughs> it's so hard to figure out. It's something to do with fucking cooking, I bet you. No, it's no, literally it zeros. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Who's stealing the laptop? But wow. anyway, yeah. So uh, next week, 
please join me because uh, these two guys weren't available. But I talked to another member from the Hameen Media Group, uh, Michael Jargo. We talk a little bit about Halloween and some other bands that he's into. I can't remember off the top of my head right now what it was. Just some randomness stuff. Very fun interview, though. Um, talk about metal and stuff like that. So make sure you check that out. And uh, I invited him also to an AVA show. That'll be cool. Very nice guy. And I really appreciate him coming on. Oh, and one more thing. I did another solo show without these two knuckleheads again uh, on a wrestling show about AEW, the first uh, premiere episode on TNT. I did that with the great Harry Barnett, who has been on our show, and I do want to have him back at some point. But uh, that went fairly well, so give that a look. See, that's uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like podcasts. Crap, I can't remember what the hell it's called. You remember what it's called, Greg? I don't care about podcasts, something like that. It's yeah, trying... something, something like that. Just look up the great Harry Barnett, and you'll find yeah. him. It's on there. Actually, it's on our on our um, YouTube page in the playlists. By the way, guys, we have some new subscribers on YouTube. I know we have some on iTunes as well. But uh, since I can't see that, you know, I can't see that on iTunes and see who subscribes to the show. I can only see who's on YouTube. So, um, as far as YouTube subscribers, I want to thank Jared. Jared, um, I'm going to really screw this up. But, uh, Lay Lesperance? All right, Jared, you know who you are. Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Robert, Robert, from the bottom of our illiterate hearts, (laughs) thank you. Robert Roberts, thank you very much, new subscriber. Not his Uh, real name. No, I I hope not. Uh, And Daryl. No last name given. (laughs) And his other brother, Daryl. Yeah, and his other brother, Daryl. Daryl S.L.R. Gunas. I can't pronounce that either, so... Thank you guys for subscribing. I think there's a few mm. more. It's just they don't all show up on YouTube for some reason. So if you have Thank subscribed... Thank you guys for subscribing. Yeah, so if you have subscribed and you're not on my list here, I uh, really appreciate you subscribing. And, um... On our, one of our shows, the, uh, the reggae show, uh... Somebody, uh, Echo Trip, was commenting on some stuff. So uh, just if you are listening to the show and you have subscribed, thank you very much. And thanks for commenting. We like to oh, have Echo, everybody. Echo Trip, uh, I, I listened to the wrong uh, Steel Pulse album that night. That's why, I, that's why I was talking about true democracy instead of state of emergency. So I winged it after that. That's yeah. the full and frontal truth. But you knew it either, either way. Oh, so. yeah. I know, well, I know all their discography back and forth, so. Oh yeah, and uh, since uh, I was having technical difficulties, I oh, go with good night, everybody. Pulse too. <laughs> what was that? Good night. <laughs> Why do you go for Steel Pulse too? Yeah. Right. Anything else you wanted to add to that episode? I didn't like the Ayatara that much. Pretty bland and generic. I thought it was a little boring. Uh, but the song "Bless Up" is great. It's yeah. a shame the rest of the album isn't as good. Well, I also liked the title track, but the rest of it I didn't care for. Sorry, the Steel like... Pulse is awesome, though. All right, okay, that's all. Oh, that was one more thing I forgot to add. Uh, I am making a, a Rats Out Review Network. So right now, we will have Harry Barnett have his show on our network, and also Lou Mavs. You remember Lou Mavs, right? Oh, yep. Yep, I'm going to add her, add his show to our network as well. So I'm going to pick a day for them, you know, to be on, and uh, they will be oh. added. So you can and hear. don't forget to uh, get on UncleSaxonsTitty.com for all your Uncle Saxon's titty needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll just be forty nine ninety five on your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, go to RatsOutReview.com, see all our stuff. Hear all our stuff. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and that is all. We shall see you next week. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye.